0: age is a step beyond age is a a real bad problem so hundreds
1: gotta say just right off the bat he's instantly better than reagan ever was he's acknowledging it at least he's right age is a is real a problem. bad problem yeah also what is this 1988 like does he think we're gonna get it from toilet seats and prep isn't a thing
0: <laughs> hi this is buzz burbank and i never listen to none taken
1: Hey, you know, something from last week that we talked about that kind of has a lot of like, okay, so I I talk about like how narratives come up in certain communities, uh, you know, just conspiracies on each side of the aisle, of course, but Mm. um, Mm -hmm. the, the one that went around pretty quickly that I'm actually embarrassed that my tendencies didn't assume was that that Facebook whistleblower was actually a plant and that she's not really... A whistleblower, but
2: she's actually a spy, or I like don't. Face- I, I've I've seen that where people are saying that Facebook is just trying to get uh, Section two thirty edited to the way they want it to, right, be. right? Because they want to kneecap their comp- their future competition, right? Right, and so that they planted her there to uh, to help do that. I, I saw that. I don't I don't think it holds a lot of water. Alan, but
1: she I, came from the. Uh, counterintelligence department of uh <laughs> facebook. facebook or something is like that what that. we're
2: calling it As they
1: said she was in the uh, t- intelligence department of facebook yeah sure I,
2: <laughs> okay i mean uh, maybe so i mean i don't saying re- she's a she's a double agent
0: atlanta didn't never burn atlanta was a false flag operation and abraham lincoln was a crisis actor
1: I think it's a pretty lame conspiracy. I got to be honest. <laughs> okay, okay yeah, all right, yeah.
2: good. Good, because I agree.
1: Um, It's fun, though. Was the objective of the Facebook outage to remind businesses that if Facebook gets taken down, they're going to lose all their ad revenue and ability? <laughs> this is Facebook's fuck
2: around and find out? Uh-huh. I mean, I don't think it's so. It's so weird it happened at the same time as all that, though. It is bizarrely coincidental. I definitely would agree with that. All right. But no i i don't think facebook would intentionally shoot themselves in the foot like that no they lost no, i don't think so okay
1: yeah i know right like that's the part that everybody like skips over it's like this affected people personally that like making money like yes okay
2: that's one of their big drivers He's make
1: more money though if he does alan come on <laughs> think alan think oh i know i'm just i'm just brainwashed by the msm dude i don't know <laughs> I keep thinking that's going to start this show. Like, all right, all right. Well, let's get into our show. Yeah. All right. I've got a. I've got a funny audio clip. Uh, moment of cringe. I don't. I doubt this will be a recurring segment. Um, but the Daily Show had its moment of Zen. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's to to end the show. Let's let's start our show with this week's moment of cringe. Last week, Chuck Grassley, who's still around, he tells Lucy Coe a Korean-American judicial nominee in a a hearing last week. It was probably last Wednesday.
0: says the following here. Uh, Judge, welcome. What you said about your Korean background reminds me a lot of what my daughter-in-law of 45 years has said. If I learned anything from Korean people, it's a hard work ethic and how you can make a lot out of nothing. So I congratulate you and your people.
1: What does he mean by nothing? He, like, emphasizes nothing. A lot out of nothing. I congratulate <laughs> you and your people. You and your people. <laughs> like, for what? Like, for what she's accomplished as an individual? Go fuck yourself, you old man. <laughs> like... I mean, he is a dinosaur, for sure. Uh, that was, like... That was maybe... I mean, that was maybe okay to, like, say 20 years ago. I mean, it was never, like, okay. But, like, 10 years ago, someone would probably look at you sideways for that. 20 years right. ago, you could just get away with it. Like... We I thought like
2: even maybe thirty years ago
1: might be more accurate. Yeah, maybe I don't know, yeah. man. Two thousand, dude. I di- here's why I disagree with you because oh,
2: I remember you, the wedding thing. Yes,
1: I was at a wedding and the 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 priest like screwed up his lines and he switched an right. R and an L and then he did like an accent. Everybody laughed. Like right. it was double gun points, people slapping each other's knees. It was a blast. That was you thought that was Dave Chappelle.
2: <laughs> hey, speaking of Dave Chappelle, comes up later. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, we all know that Asians are hard. We all know that Koreans are hard workers. But we also know that all Asians are bad drivers, but we don't say it out loud, Alan. Certainly not at a judicial hearing, right? Yeah, yeah, it's important not Certainly to Certainly not into, in front of a microphone. <laughs> it's important not to make broad generalizations about a group of people. Oh, yeah, but yeah broad generalization. I get it. Was that supposed to be a pun because she's a woman?
2: <laughs> Generally, yes. Okay. A generalization about broad. This means, is like the second time
1: we've made a clerk's reference. All I... right. Yeah, I know. Or is that from Mallrats? I get them confused. Okay. Uh, A couple other quotes before we get to... A couple other clip parade items before we get to the meat of the show. So the it the, the the phrase that pays has really been catching on and i want to say i hate it but it makes me laugh it, it reminds me well here let's play it this has been going
0: well, hey i watch fox news because it's america it's my america it's it's a real station telling the real truth every day and by the way let's go brandon <laughs> okay all
1: right <laughs> i i hate i love it like it's the same part of me that still that like still laughs when i think about chanting lock her up like I just like a, a room full of people thinking like yeah let's yell that and like get and like getting all riled up and like like the person next to him says it, like yeah let's say lock her up and we'll just <laughs> chant it and like like that it makes me laugh to think that like dumb people doing things like that, um, but I there's something more to it too like what why do you think this is so pervasive like why do you, do, I mean is it just my circles that let's go round <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think it is definitely more prominent in your circles than mine. I, I haven't heard anybody in my circles really talk about it. I think it's hilarious too. Because um, it's code word, right? Like you can get yes. away with saying FJB. That's, right. Right. I, I see it pop up on my feed a lot, but not from people that are normally in my circle. I,
1: I know it is not punk rock, but it's the part of me that likes punk rock that It's like this is subversive. Like right. I hate Stick that it, it rep- I hate that it represents the right wingers right now. But like right it's fucking funny man it's pretty funny it's, it's, I, it's I have to admit it's pretty fucking it's funny it's pretty and the longer it goes on i mean probably not the longer it goes on because the longer it goes on it might stop like it. Yeah, just like lock her up right. stopped being funny right, um, right. I, although i will say one time i had to walk my grandma up to her hotel room while we were on a vacation and i was like mm-hmm. okay guys i'm gonna come back down to the bar i'm gonna walk my grandma up walk her up And the whole bar started chanting Walker. I bet
2: that went over really well. Yeah, it
1: was great. I mean, everyone in Mexico (laughs) was loving it. It was in Mexico. It was in Baja. Uh, It was in Cabo. No. Uh, What's the other one? Cancun. Nice. Okay. Keeping to the political theme before we get to the Alan has a big surprise of some audio that happened to him that he's going to play for me that I don't know anything about, but he swore to me that this clip of Jen Psaki, remember the P is silent, like the P in swimming, Jen Saki talking about uh, prices and her understanding of economics.
0: Uh, obviously, the president's commitment remains not raising taxes for anyone uh, making less than $400,000 a year. There are some, and I'm not sure if this is the case in this report, who argue that in the past, ha- companies have passed on these costs to consumers. I'm not sure if that's the argument being made in this report. We feel that that's unfair and absurd, and the American people would not stand for that. So, so what
2: the reporter was asking was, the reporter was pointing out there are knock-on effects to the the corporate tax rate. So the, this is specifically around the corporate tax rate that uh, the the plan, the infrastructure plan, raises from uh, what is it? Uh, we talked about the corporate tax 20... rate yesterday, right? Yes. In the future yes we did. now we can't skip that <laughs> so uh being raised from 21 to 26 and a half percent and the point that they were making was well if you raise the the taxes on corporations that they're going to raise their prices to account for that and so her response there i don't it almost seemed like a non sequitur the first time i heard it i was like wait why is she saying what she's saying but when you understand the broader context of the point that the the reporter questioning her was trying to make it does make sense what she said although wh- or why she said that but but what she said doesn't make any sense at all right well, I, okay right? so because of course of course corporations are going to raise yeah
1: like it's just okay so okay, is expenses. is she naive or is she stupid
2: i don't think she's stupid the only thing that i could possibly
1: is that she has z- literally zero experience in economics i mean like i'm an hvac technician
2: and i can understand this like no i don't think that what the only thing i could possibly uh, try and figure out where her head was at is that she so this effectively raises the corporate tax rate to what it was before 2017 when the trump tax cuts went into effect Mm -hmm. actually still lower than than it was then Mm -hmm. um so what she's saying is we're just putting it back to where it was so why would anything need to change it could be the same as it was then I, i think that that argument doesn't hold water because obviously we're four years down the road mm. and companies have adjusted to the current tax rate and they've adjusted their their budgets and how, you know. What Maybe their, their after a
1: competition, the prices will eventually come back down. But of course, they're right. going to raise
2: the prices like
1: if it costs them more to operate and they're yeah, accustomed to business. Like, yeah. Like, fucking Christ, man. These, these are the <laughs> people that will be in charge of our economy if we shift towards an even more.
2: The only thing, the only thing I could figure out was that was perhaps she was saying that. Look, we're just putting it back where it was. We're not breaking the China here.
1: You, you recognize that you're doing like a lot of juggling to make her
2: sound. I amazing. do, right. I yeah. do. That's yeah. why I said I had to go. I had to go pretty far out yeah. of yeah. limb there to yeah. get there. But that is literally the only argument I could come up with. And, and, which I, I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm sure the listeners right. do
1: too, because it's like that. Otherwise, it. And I don't want to pick on her. Like everybody picks on her, so I look like one of these like Rush Limbaugh douchebags to be doing that. But it's like. Well, that hey, particular- don't open your fucking mouth if you don't fucking know. Like, you're literally <laughs> the press secretary. You don't have to be any – like, if you're just not an economist and it's just, like, the last subject you're intelligent it's on – It's not your thing, yeah. Then say, like, you know what? That's more of an economics question. Obviously, that's not my specialty. I can't answer that for you. Like, don't fucking talk about your opinion about what companies should do in response to government regulation. <laughs> They'll do what they yeah. always do, which is raise fucking I- prices.
2: My guess would be that if she had the uh, opportunity to take that statement back, she would. Sure. Uh, oh, she's not perfect. You're right. If she forgave her. Okay. No, I'm not saying that. No, you can't. Okay. Uh, should I move into the next yeah. one? Okay. I'm a little excited about this. Okay. All I'm right. ready. So, so here's what happened. I was watching uh, sort of uh, late night cable news and a, a person appeared on the screen who I know and I got excited because I, I had it on mute. I was listening to something else actually. Huh. It was Tristan Harris who we oh, both know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Tristan Harris of the social dilemma. Yeah, of the same organization
1: uh, as the lady that's the whistleblower uh, the Facebook whistleblower. Yeah, they they yeah, I
2: can't remember what the name of the organization yeah, is now, but he he was a he, former employee of Facebook also. But but they um, they, talks, they do
1: work at the same company now, right? Like that's they're a part of the same think same, tank or something. Same
2: foundation or yeah. think tank or mm-hmm. whatever it is. Yes. Um, he was first introduced to myself and I think you also as a guest on Sam Harris talking a lot about sort of the dangers of social media. In how it, you know, it's not necessarily good for our um, society. Um, <clears throat> Talking about the attention economy and everything. Attention economy, right, right. Um, so this clip that we're going to play here is actually pulled from his podcast, his uh, podcast. B- but basically he said the same thing on uh, this cable news show that he says here, and what he's addressing is the the rise of AI and its ability to create deep fakes. Um, fake news essentially and how difficult it has become to sort of identify what's real and what's fake in our current environment um and it towards the end something kind of he says something that i I hadn't heard before and i think you might have an interesting take on so let's go and play the clip and we'll talk about it should i I hit play yeah okay we're we're about to hit a world where in the next
3: election in uh, midterm elections for those who don't remember in 2016, there was um, this popping up of these fake local news websites, the Denver Post, the Cincinnati, Cincinnati Herald, I don't know the names of the, the fake ones. You can basically make them up. GPT-3, you can also say, spin up a local news website with the fonts and everything and the big sections at the top. It'll generate the entire website and it looks perfect. It looks totally indistinguishable. Then generate lots of articles about why the other side is untrustworthy and he beat his dog and whatever. And it'll actually just generate thousands of these websites. We're we're getting so close to that being possible, and the reason what I'm saying the reason I'm saying this is to answer Eric Schwartz's question about why we need to know our customers, why we need verified identity, because if we don't have the sense that someone who generated this comment or this post or this text is a human being that's traceable to some kind of ID, we're not going to have a working open society. So table stakes going into the future. Tummy sticks. <laughs> All right, table stakes.
1: <clears throat> so table stakes. We're we gonna get a stake for the table. I did that once. I went to a restaurant, got a big steak and it was like, get like 10 forks and knives with it. Steak for the table. Everybody get a bite. People loved it. People talked about it for years afterwards. At least that's what I was told.
2: Okay. So what he's talking about there is that with the prevalence of deep fakes, we're, we're going to need some way to verify who is posting what, that this is a real person. Um, And so what he proposes is a digital ID. So, Dustin, we're huh. gonna need internet IDs, like a like a vaccine passport, but for the internet. Yeah, I don't think so, man. <laughs> um, now because he says it's that,
1: essential we have that. As we just said, it'll be essential. Otherwise, we'll what not be able to have discourse.
2: Right, we won't be able to tell what's real and fake. Like in other words, I, we could put out a video that would look like you, sound like you, yeah, uh, saying some. That'll have shit. digital signatures that you can like analyze and tell that it's fake, though. Well, he's suggesting we need a digital ID. Um, let's play the rest of the clip because the rest of, the, the rest of it is, is even more interesting, I think. Okay. We're going to have to have some kind of zero-knowledge proof identity, and people who are following this closely know
3: that that's one of the big changes it's going to need to make. When we talk about Congress regulating these issues... Wait, what's
2: a zero-knowledge proof? That we know without a doubt that that is... Okay. That is accurate. This is just yeah. lingo? Yeah.
1: Okay, so he says we
2: need regulation. We're often talking about looking
3: backwards in time at the at the historical issues. How do we deal with these common threads on Facebook or like the stuff from like four years ago issues. We're missing the fact that what Daniel's saying is the first derivative of how technology is constantly changing and generating new issues, second and third order effects faster than any of our governance processes keeping up. So what we really need is a new kind of governance process. That's
2: interesting. What's he suggesting? That we, that Congress uh, legislates some form of structure to to enable us to, uh, have a digital ID. Uh, um, well, he says
1: a governance process. I mean, that's right. like,
2: that's, that's another layer above that. That's. <sighs> but does it concern you that, so oh, yeah. I, I guess my question, is, yeah, does it yeah. concern you and what, what would you see as a a more um, useful alternative that could be created in the free market to do the same thing? Uh, I, I see something like Facebook doing it themselves. Um, yeah, of course. Right. I mean, right. there's, there's ways that they can verify you just the same way that when you go to open a bank account, a bank has to verify who you are. When he talks about that know your customer thing, that's that's from the banking um, uh, environment where there are laws enacted where they are required to know who you are <clears throat> before they provide you with banking services. But is he telling us
1: about to- a boogeyman that isn't going to exist? I'm sorry. It's like they, people would get on the radio and do voice impressions of celebrities, and we didn't run around saying the celebrity said this. I heard them. Like, right.
2: Right. Like because I think it was obvious that it wasn't them. Like, how obvious... If you see the video and you hear the voice, mm-hmm. how much dif- more difficult is it going to be to actually
1: parse that? I don't think it would have been that hard to have done a fake already, especially with voice.
2: And mm-hmm. somebody could have... Oh, well, they did it with Rogan, remember? They did it with Rogan a few months back. No, no, no.
1: I'm not talking about deep fake voice. Like, someone oh, okay. can get on and do a voice impression, and they could just record that and say, that's the president. And oh, But I see nobody has, because they were like, well... Like, I guess what I'm trying to say is, OK, with Rogan, um, when I first heard about deep fakes on like Radio Lab before that radio, that podcast went to shit, they mm. it wasn't very convincing. And I get it. It was rudimentary. It was early. Um, but I, I don't feel like. I just I don't know. I mean, obviously, he's more knowledgeable than I am on this, so I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, he's full of shit. But I just I, I think like what he's afraid of there isn't as likely to happen as in comparison taking away the freedom of the internet we know the effects of that like that's that's going to make everything that we like about it go away you know everything that everyone said was going to happen when um we went back to the 2013 internet what was that called um net neutrality
2: net neutrality yeah okay uh, uh, but i don't know why i said that i'm lost um, okay so everything that we thought would change about the internet after net neutrality it didn't. was no longer a thing. But it, it wasn't really an issue because it was exactly well, the way the that, internet
1: was before 2013.
2: Except that we don't necessarily know what the impact of it is because we can't play the game. Well, we universe. can play 2013
1: to 2017 and say that, Oh, look at that. 2018, 2019, 2020. It was all the same.
2: Well, I'm saying the thing that we don't know is if, if there were innovators out there that could have brought us a better YouTube that didn't make it through because net neutrality wasn't a thing. Like we don't know that. Hmm. I, I, don't, I don't think it's likely, but it's possible. But There's do you no see, I mean, I guess
1: that's what I, I'm, I just, I really struggle with what he's, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm really struggling
2: seeing what he's threatening us about. Like he's saying that, that fake news could be even more fake. It doesn't matter. It's not persuasive
1: tell. now and people have their mind changed. Like it's dog shit. Now it's crappy yeah. memes that convince your aunt And then they go on Facebook (laughs) and share it to their other gullible friends. Right. So that's already effective. Like you're telling me that there's going to be good high def versions of it. Who cares? People get tricked (laughs) by the dumb shit. Like we need to be better. doesn't even need to be better. We need to be better ourselves. Like the more we rely on the government to give us a special sheet of paper and a password so we can log on and just live our lives the way that technology is is giving you the freedom to do something decentralization is giving you the opportunity to do that without government involvement. Mm -hmm. I'm suspect of anyone that's telling me, no, in order to do that safely, we need to have more government involvement because I know there's great examples of times it worked in general, especially recently don't have the best record. And, and, and I, I think I'd rather take my chances than have, you know, the internet be, you know, some Disney fied, it's going to be like China, like you know, there's going to be gatekeepers.
2: I so this whole episode is really interesting. It's his, uh, his his podcast is called Your Your Undivided Attention. Um, I think, uh, give it a listen, and then we can talk about it more for on a sure. future show. because um, sure. he actually talks about the way the internet is different in China and, and why we can't and shouldn't do that here, um, but what advantages it has there, um, at least for the ruling party. So, uh, it was it was a really interesting sort of experiment yeah. I thought um and I do think that there are some potential dangers with this sort of technology I, I don't know if it's you know it's not like Armageddon's around the corner yeah uh but but I can see some some p- possible potential um I, I can't do negative just, impacts yeah I, I think that one of the more important things you can think about is is sourcing right so like if I see a video from uh, the white house's official twitter account i'm going to tend to believe that's joe biden talking
1: and he was saying that ai can populate
2: a site to make it look like it's the official white house well twitter account. he was he was saying it could make a site that looks like an official newspaper or an mm. official news outlet they're not going to be able to they're not that Martin
1: smart now and people are caught by it now like right i, I, I see what you mean yeah you could use that same argument to say if they're caught by things that aren't good now, then more people will be caught by better later. I can see that. So right, there's flaws right. in what I'm saying. I'm just, well, I,
2: I just think that we talk a lot about like being a good citizen and how we have to be informed in order to participate in mm-hmm. our democracy. And things like this just make it more difficult to be that informed citizen that can make a uh, a decision that makes sense uh, at the ballot box. That's why you we know. should
1: only let people with property vote. Is that what you're saying, Alan? <laughs> no, that's oh, not what I'm saying. Right. Uh, speaking of offensive statements, can we get into this next topic? Yes, let's. So, Dave Chappelle dropped a new special. Um, what Friday? Something sometime Eddie, last week. I hadn't week. even heard. You hadn't heard about this. <laughs> so, of course, I heard. Yes. Talk, talk talk a little bit about the news of that. Uh,
2: so, so what the news is sort of centered around is his comments on on transgender uh, people in in his act.
1: It's an anti-trans My, special.
2: Uh my the whole my sense special is, is
1: anti trans.
2: No, my sense is that most people that are uh clamoring to have him cancelled because of this special have never actually watched the whole special. And probably I had did. no intention to because <laughs> like like if that's gonna yeah. upset
1: you, you probably knew better than to watch that, but you got upset because someone else watched it and told you.
2: Right. <laughs> okay. This this isn't new territory for him. He's talked about similar issues mm-hmm. in previous specials. Yeah. If you watched the whole special itself, I don't did you watch it? Yeah, I
1: did. In fact, here. Okay. I have a one minute clip. Um, I thought since he's being dragged through the mud, everyone's calling for him to be canceled. Facebook, uh, Facebook. Netflix uh, was sort of petitioned to review and encouraged to cancel it. They reviewed it, and they said, no, you know, we mm-hmm. think it's more important to to have uh, freedom of expression. There yep. was a group of uh, Netflix employees that stormed into a leadership meeting and were afterwards suspended, which I'm sure they were aware was the consequence of doing that. Um, oh no, one of those people was trans though, Alan, so Netflix bad. The So I thought it would be fun given the controversy of it. Let's play one minute of Dave Chappelle clips completely out of context. Ready? Ready. So this is no context. This is why he's going to get canceled. Ready? Mm-hmm.
0: I don't hate gay people at all. I respect the shit out of you. Well, not all of it. I'm not that fond of these newer gays. Transphobic, this and that. Kept clapping her hands in my face. Let me tell you something. I said, We learned this from black bitches. She kept learning. She said, Stop calling me a man, motherfucker. I'm a woman. I said, What? Bitch, I'm about to slap the shit out of you. Whoop the toxic masculinity out of that bitch. And then she stands shoulder to shoulder with me at the urinal. I'm be like, Ugh, bitch, what's going on with you? And then she hikes her skirt up and pulls a real life, meaty dick out. Tight. Hug me, squeeze me, and I push her off violently because I'm transphobic. I said, boundaries, bitch. If you listen to what I'm saying, I'm not even talking about them. I'm talking about us, and they don't listen. They've canceled people that are more powerful than me.
2: (laughs) That was quite the mashup. Yeah. Quite the mashup. I
1: I thought it was, um, some of it was still pretty funny despite being out of context. Did I just lose you? No, not oh, at all. Well. You went away I'm for a right. second. I got scared. Okay. What? Every time I oh. hover over this, you disappear. Okay. Weird. Don't go anywhere. I'm oh, not, there I'm you not. are. Okay. I got
2: scared again. I'm still here. All right. <laughs> <Go>. <laughs> That's called object permanence. Yeah. Um,
1: Where are you? Oh, there you are. Okay.
2: <laughs> Sorry. If you actually watch the whole special, he's very much trying to poke the bear at every, like, every joke, every punchline is... You know, it's not necessarily most of it isn't about this topic at all, uh, but he's trying to be very controversial throughout this whole episode, which he's a fucking comedian. That's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> I, I,
1: I will say in the defense of people that are upset with him, the entire subject pretty much for the for mo- for most of the special. He's coming back to the way the LGBT community and women treat him. So people that have been offended by it's essentially he, he made a special targeting his critics But unlike Lenny Bruce, who would just go up there and, like, read a review from a critic, Mm -hmm. first of all, who the fuck cares what comedy critics say? (laughs) Like, like the idea, like, that's like 10 notches below, like, music critics, movie reviews, (laughs) like, way down here. It's like, you understand that the comedian is doing the social commentary. We don't need you. Like, we don't need you to give us the commentary of the person doing the social commentary. You can fuck off. You're just going to be offended art is supposed to make you uncomfortable yes yeah Um, he's been touring with rogan though and i'm uh convinced that most of this act was influenced by that because rogan was masterful at i'm going to talk about something for five minutes getting usually women upset and then i'm going to give you a punchline that's going to make you realize that i don't think the things you were assuming i was saying but if you only listen that five minutes i'll sound terrible and that's what happened here
2: that's actually really insightful. I mean, I watched That's it with really Natasha, true. and I
1: watched her doing yeah. it. I watched her like, mm, uh, and then all of a sudden she looked at me. She's like, oh, damn it. He fucking got me. I'm like, yep. right? yeah, that was pretty good. Back right? Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. he's the best. And he's the master like, the- at yeah. that. Do we forget how funny he is? Like, hello. Like, stop it. Like, get get out. Guys, come on. Wake up. Wake up. <laughs> you remember Chappelle's show? What the five fingers say to the face? Like, come on. Like, <laughs> fuck your couch. Like, I
2: found the special hilarious. I did, too. I thought- it was. It was definitely. And worth
1: I thought watch. it was fitting. That he's not going to do a, few, a special for a while, and I yeah, think that this is right. a good one to go well, out. We called on for it the
2: closer for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. All right.
1: Well. Well. One more subject here, maybe at least one more subject. I've got a few more clips. There's a new show on Fox. I, I thought. New show. Well, so anybody who listens to our show, I assume, is kind of like me and you, where we try to get our news from like more nuanced sources. So we probably don't spend a lot of time on Fox watching Hannity, right? <laughs> probably so if any of you listeners do listen to that great no shade the yeah. this is a peak for everyone else who doesn't live in that world into uh there's a new show on fox called hannity and trump do you remember hannity and combs where he'd get on there and just it, you know it's like this show where i just pick on you the whole time because <laughs> you know i'm the big right winger <laughs> yeah
2: Yes, I do recall uh, But that it's
1: show. not like that. It's just two right-wingers screaming at each other. It's, so it's Hannity setting up all this praise about Trump and then being like, now you talk, sir. And well, Here, I don't have to say it for him. Here's a good, like, 25 seconds to set it up.
4: First thing, though, that I really think needs to be discussed is it's, what, now day 54, Americans right. abandoned behind enemy lines. If I were
1: to ask you what the first subject he was going to bring up for the president, with for the former president... What would you have guessed? Would you have guessed two months ago when we left the war zone on a peace treaty that he signed? Would you have would started have with that? that? No, no. probably would probably have started with the stolen election just because of his I, broken
2: that's record. That's definitely right? what I would have expected. Okay, here yes. we go.
4: Abandoned behind enemy lines. What, ha, is there anything we can do now?
0: Well, look, we have to get our country back. It's uh, What happened in Afghanistan, in my opinion, Sean, is the single most embarrassing event to happen to our country, maybe in its history. uh.
1: Maybe in its history, Alan. (laughs) The
0: single most interesting event.
1: Not slavery, not the war for it, not Little Bighorn, not the Trail Mm. of Tears, not the Bay of Pigs, not the Vietnam War in its entirety, the Iraq War, Andrew Johnson, Watergate, the internment of Japanese Americans in World War II, not the Treaty of Versailles negotiations, not the Cleveland Browns as an organization, not Jim Crow, not McCarthy's Red Scare, not the Three Fifths Compromise, not the trading of Babe Ruth to the Yankees for money to finance a musical. Oh, and aside from him being the president in general, his policy to have uh, uh, Customs and Border Patrol physically take children from their parents and lock them in jail cells. Not that either. Not that either. Not not his actions. This. This yeah, was like the we've most had way embarrassing.
2: More embarrassing moments th- than that.
1: I- I, would, I think Trail of Tears on its own is probably more embarrassing.
2: Yes, clearly. Okay. I mean, Vietnam, obviously. Also the Red Sox, yeah.
1: No, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they did finance a musical with that money. And, you know. Right. Right. Uh, I think I have another clip. Let me get into this next one. Did you have more? I kind of went no, on. No,
2: actually, there. dude, so I just want to say, yeah. I didn't hear this. So whatever oh, yeah. I heard, I think they have maybe had already changed the link when I clicked on it this yeah. morning.
1: Yeah, so you, like, unless you watch. Hannity, you can only get this by like subscribing on Fox or whatever. And it was like, I really wanted to get this audio. And I had to go to like DuckDuckGo and find some weird like posts that I couldn't even find by Googling it on YouTube. Um, it's so weird, man. They like they, they really do keep anything Trump in the dark. Like if there's a video with him talking, it's really hard to fucking find it.
2: Well, I told you I had the same problem a few weeks back with the, one of his speeches. That's recently. right.
1: Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, here's here's the next clip in that. And feel free to interrupt.
0: This is the most embarrassing. It looked like a total surrender, the most embarrassing moment. And then you look also at the border and they see these pictures at the border of hundreds of thousands of people coming in every couple of weeks into our country. We have no idea who they are. And by the way, speaking of that, uh, go back to Afghanistan and you take a look at the people that came out of Afghanistan. Only three percent of them qualified to come out. Let's talk about that. (laughs) Okay. I see how this fits now.
1: Yeah. So 3% of them are allowed to come out. So I get it. It's cool. It's cool if you get your news from national review. I mean, you're a Republican. So like that, but like I had to hunt around to figure out what he was talking about. National review article. Um, The headline on the national review article says 3% of the 60,000 Afghan evacuees in the U.S. have special immigrant visas not even buried in the article but but within the, the National Review is a Republican organization yes. uh the but like right in there first thing here's an excerpt it's a quote from Alejandro Mayorcas mm. uh, uh DHS head of yes. DHS okay mm-hmm. So when asked, he said approximately 7% of the people evacuated have been United States citizens. Approximately 6% have been lawful permanent res- res- residents. That's already, um, what is 13. that, 13? Okay, that's 10 more than 3. Approximately <laughs> right. 3% have been individuals who are in receipt of the special immigrant visas. The balance of that population are individuals whose applications have not yet been processed for approval, who may qualify as P1 or P2 refugees. That have been employed by the United States government in Afghanistan and are otherwise vulnerable Afghan nationals, such as journalists, human rights advocates, etc. But by all means, three only three percent. But the fucking president says it on Fox, and like the people that don't listen to None Taken
2: are like, they that that's just hey, news now, right? Like We didn't we didn't even need an AI to do a deep fake what I'm saying. for him to say that. Yeah. Uh, it, the other thing that That isn't really being taken into account here is a lot of uh, these people who worked for us and put their lives on the line in Afghanistan had families. And so when you bring out the guy who was your interpreter and went into hostile, uh, you know, enemy territory with you uh, and potentially took fire with you, with with your soldiers, I mean. Yeah, when you bring
1: uh, him back, you don't just bring him. You have to bring, like, at least his wife and kids,
2: like... Yeah, exactly, yeah. and so it takes a while to get them all processed and through the system. So that is why it seems like such a low percentage already are, are you know, are processed. It takes some time for all that to happen. So that it's not like we just brought over seventy thousand random people, sixty thousand random people from Afghanistan. Only
1: three percent, Alan.
0: Yeah, it's. Yeah. They just rush the airplanes, and they're. Plenty tough and plenty smart and a lot of energy, and those are the people that got onto the plane. Three percent were not. That, that's not so. Just, so
1: that, that's not even like I, I hate that I'm, I hate that I'm this upset, right? <laughs> but like that's just not even close to
2: being factual. It's uh, it's alternative facts, Dustin. <laughs> we're
0: not respected anymore. We're not. respected. We had a thing going. You you take a look at Taiwan. There wasn't that was not happening during. The Trump administration with Taiwan, <laughs> and they understood you can't do that.
2: Oh, really? <laughs> and we're going to talk about what happened towards the end of the Trump administration yeah. and how they escalated those I, I
1: actually feel like maybe they're well. Here, let me finish this.
0: Okay. You can't do that, and what's going on is just a terrible thing for our country. I don't think, I don't think we've ever been this disrespected.
2: That's one of his favorite sort of recurring motifs. Well, because it's easy, right? It's macho, right? Yeah. They're right.
1: disrespecting us. Right.
2: Right. And I think that appeals to a certain base. Oh, totally. Well. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about Taiwan at the end of the fourth clip. So let's just play this third clip.
4: Let me move to the border, Mr. President. Uh, when you first ran, it became a big issue. You implemented what's known as the stay in Mexico policy. That's been abolished. Uh, you built about 500 miles a new wall. It's all unfolding before our eye. You see the mess at the border. You saw the overcrowded cages.
1: Um, it hasn't been abandoned. I mean, they did try to repeal the remain in Mexico policy. And it was blocked the repeal was blocked by the justice department correct that's right yes also this happened
0: do not come
1: so I don't know what the fuck Hannity's (laughs) talking about
4: me either it's all unfolding before our eye you see the mess at the border you saw the overcrowded cages you had it under complete control complete control um seems like they're aiding and abetting and (laughs) law-breaking what are your thoughts on the border
0: Well, I think you're right about that. And I will say that the border we had was the strongest probably ever. And all they had to do is leave it alone. It would have been finished in a period of literally a period of weeks.
1: So depending on how you read it, we as a country, uh, we extended like 80 miles of border wall. Um, There was makeshift fence of a, a bunch of different materials and designs and a lot of the money that was spent was rebuilding his new glorious golden wall uh, (laughs) along the existing route. Um, About 80 miles of new fence wall was added. Um, It wasn't it wasn't what he's about to say. And all
0: they had to do is leave it alone. It would have been finished in a period of literally a period of weeks. And now we're paying $6 million a week for Contractors not to build the wall. Now the wall was almost complete, and it's one of the things that led to this great record. And one thing you didn't say, Sean, is drugs. Drugs were at the lowest point. Drugs coming in, in particular fentanyl, which is a brutal drug. It was stopped. It was at a level that we hadn't seen in a long.
1: Does he just fill where you would in your mind go? I don't know if that's true. He's like, there was at a record low level, and then you start to go like, I don't think that's true. I'd have to check on that. I don't remember hearing that. But he just goes, his fentanyl's terrible. It goes right like, like his his way of like moving, keeping it moving. It's, it's yeah, but that's been his style. Oh, I that's, know. We just don't listen to him every
2: fucking day anymore yeah yeah exactly so it's it's been a while it's been a while
0: it was stopped it was at a level that we hadn't seen in a long time low level you wouldn't believe you could even say this but somebody doesn't love our country (gasps) (laughs) when they allow this to happen to our country we have hundreds of thousands of people pouring in every two weeks hundreds of thousands and coming from countries we don't even know from where they're coming and. You know, they're em-
1: he's going to he's about to say, I'm going to say what he's about to say in a very short, concise way that if he said it, you'd be like, mm, let's look into that. But he's going to fill it with his nonsense. Right. So. Mm-hmm. There's 50 countries that have released their prisons and they're dumping their prisoners into the United States directly. Now, here's how he said that,
0: you know, they're emptying out many countries. I used to say the three Guatemala, you could add Mexico, Honduras, you could add El Salvador, but I used to say three or four countries. I hear it's 50 countries. They're emptying out their prisons into the United States. Their jails, some of the toughest people on earth, are being dumped into the United States because they don't want them. They don't want to take care of them for the next 40 years. So these people that are the roughest prisoners. There are anywhere are being dumped into the United States.
1: Is there any mechanism at all where that could is even plausible? No, but it's just the way he talks. It's It's the same thing he did before. They're all rapists. They're coming across. Yeah,
2: I mean, even he says that. Going back the fentanyl thing, you know, it's three, four, five times. Well, which is it? Yeah, like was it three
1: countries? It's up. I've heard it's up to fifty. There's (laughs) There's no lie there. Right. There's no lie because I heard. Like, he knows how to set everything up. Yeah. Oh,
0: sorry. Snake For oil us to them. take care of him. And, you know, there's one other thing that nobody talks about. So we have hundreds of thousands of people flowing in from Haiti.
1: So this was the one clip out of this whole uh, visit or episode of Hannity and Trump. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was the one clip that was on the news. And they played maybe like 10 seconds of it. I'm like, there was a lot more in there, I thought. <laughs> but Here. <laughs>
0: hundreds of thousands of people flowing in from haiti haiti has a tremendous aids problem aids is a step beyond aids is a a real bad problem so hundreds
1: gotta say just right off the bat he's instantly better than reagan ever was he's acknowledging it at least a real bad problem yeah also, what is this, 1988? Like, does he think we're going to get it from toilet seats and prep isn't a thing? Like, people that, well, like, interact with people in the community where AIDS is more prevalent are like, really hope I don't fucking get it. Luckily, there's this shit called prep that I could take before an experience and after one where it's like nearly 0% chance of transmission.
2: Yeah, I think he knows the audience he's speaking to, though. Oh, like, right. He's been doing it for it, yeah. for, you know, six years at this point. Almost, and he's
1: just uh, tapping into fear. He's like, "Yes, yeah. he
2: knows the buttons to press yeah. that that will motivate his base." And that's, uh, you know, talk about the big scary AIDS people coming over. Like that's gonna motivate his base. You know, even though it's completely bullshit and takes like one Google search to actually verify his bullshit. Like, I mean, is I mean, I, is he referring to is is
1: AIDS still as big of an issue in Haiti now, or is yeah. is it?
2: I, I know that AIDS was an. I issue know it was. But I, that was, like, 20 years ago. Right. I don't, I don't think I, don't. I
1: remember when, I like, I remember there was a point where the general theory was still that perhaps AIDS came from Haiti. Wasn't that a thing, like, when we didn't have any idea? I mean, I understand now they that, think it was, like, what, like, Rwanda? And they traced it back to, like, a guy on a river that, like, chopped up a monkey and got it mixed yeah. in with his blood. And then he fucked that monkey, right? No. <laughs> No, not that. There,
2: I, yeah, I definitely th- I remember there were some sort of conspiracy theories or rumors that perhaps it had come from. Maybe right, but that's uh, they, what, they I mean, that's that's
1: that's thirty years ago, and that was like pre-internet. That was like word of mouth rumor shit.
2: So, according to uh, Wikipedia, in twenty sixteen, approximately two point one percent prevalence among adults aged fifteen that's to forty nine. One hundred fifty thousand people. It says
1: yeah, that's not- that, that's pretty high. I mean, I don't think two percent of
0: our population has HIV, which also. HIV. Many of those people will probably have AIDS, and they're coming into our country, and we don't do anything about it. We let everybody come in. Sean, it's like a death wish. It's like a death wish for our country.
2: Remember the episode of Seinfeld where Kramer pretends he's gonna uh, like a business person, and he just starts going to the office with his briefcase every day, and people just accept him. Like, yes, oh, you must work here. And then there's that chart. And he's like looking, he's in the meeting, he's looking at the chart and he's like, I don't know. What if we just turn this chart sideways and get yeah. it thin? Yeah. And everybody's like, Oh, this guy's fucking brilliant. Yeah. That's what Trump's doing right now. It's like looking at spreadsheets like, Oh, clearly this number means that it's all bullshit. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, you know, and it's funny that he chose the words that it's like a death wish because the news that came out, I think, uh, I think we talked about this earlier in the week in yesterday's show that, um, that, that when he was trying to rig the previous election, and set a new uh, what attorney general, or yeah, uh, he the, the the people in the room that convinced him not to said this is a murder suicide
2: pact. Right, right. That was uh, Jeffrey Rosen. That, and, that'll uh, make sense to Clark. anyone who
1: listens to our shows in order. Luckily, we record them out of order.
0: <laughs>
2: Indeed.
1: Um, okay, so then you get back to the subject of China and Taiwan, and uh, but let let's get into this because this this is actually a pretty scary story.
0: Pretty tough talk. They never did a thing on Taiwan. All of a sudden, they're flying 35, 40 bombers at a time over Taiwan, and they have their eyes on Taiwan. They never did that with me. We never had any problem with Taiwan. It was not a subject in the news. People thought someday it might be, but it was not during my watch. And- <laughs> Should
1: we talk about that now? Might as well. We're here. All right. Um, yeah. So. Here's a news item from January 13th, 2021, Washington Post. Uh, shit, where's the headline? Trump Trump upsets decades of U.S. policy on Taiwan, leaving thorny questions for Biden. So intentionally, on his way out, uh, like three days left in office, mm-hmm. um, just start the article. For, decade, uh, for decades, America's diplomatic dealings with Taiwan were governed by an intricate and arcane rules designed to support a key Asian partner without provoking Beijing. So trying to support Taiwan without provoking Beijing, they kind of had these weird diplomatic rules that everybody followed and they understood that everyone's feelings felt good. Um, So this week back in January. Can I just
2: explain why, why we did, why we did that? Yeah. All right. So 1979, China comes out with the one, the one China policy, right? Um, And that, that is, you know, two systems one country this is one China um, so uh, Taiwan is gonna allowed to be you know its own entity but it's still in their eyes is belongs to China mm-hmm. as a result the u.s. decided to recognize that recognize that and not recognize Taiwan officially mm-hmm. as a country we pulled our, our diplomatic delegation from Taiwan and instead mm-hmm. uh, we, we established ties with Beijing so from that point forward, the U.S.'s policy was not to have a a direct diplomatic uh, ties with Taiwan. Right. We didn't have official state visits. Even though we would talk to diplomats from Taiwan, we wouldn't yes. do it in
1: an official status. Is that a good right. way to put exactly. it? Exactly, because
2: okay. that was the you know that was our way of saying okay, we're gonna you know we're gonna go along with this here. We're not gonna poke China by doing this, uh, but we're we're still gonna ma- maintain ties with Taiwan, and obviously. Reality is that they are an ally that we have, uh, you know, that we would protect. Uh, so that's why t- sort of all these sort of arcane rules uh, di- diplomatically uh, came out. Right. after so, that, that, that right, China. right.
1: So in uh, so early January, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo lifted mm-hmm. U.S. government rules prohibiting interactions between America and Taiwanese diplomats. Uh, which seems like it's just symbolic if you didn't understand that background that Alan just set up. So within days, U.S. diplomats from The Hague to Washington were publicizing meetings with their Taiwanese counterparts that pissed the fuck off of everybody in Beijing. Uh, And and it was all just intentionally done to create a wasp's nest for Biden to have to deal with. So when this guy gets on TV and says,
0: It was not a subject in the news. People thought someday it might be, but it was not during my watch.
1: Yeah, I guess he's technically right, right? Because he set this whole thing in motion on his way out the door.
2: And and I want to go back to, you know, General Mark Milley. The the reason that he made those phone calls. Miley uh, made those phone calls to his uh, counterpart in China was he wanted to assure them that we weren't going to war uh, and that Trump wasn't going to do anything crazy. And that that was all this was part of that sort of tornado that was swirling around right. towards the end of right like uh, why Trump's would he have thought Trump would do anything
1: crazy i don't know
2: this yeah he yeah. just like upended 40 50 years of diplomatic tradition right like, and you know.
1: what's the phrase when uh war jaw jaws better than war war <laughs>
2: yes right
0: and president Xi understood that we had a very good relationship until the china virus flowed in once that came in it you know it did mm, a big number on specifically the relationship about by the this. way Uh, By the way, Sean, very importantly, uh, hundreds of billions of dollars from China came into the United States that I instituted between taxes and tariffs and other things. Stole
1: that money. The government stole that from people that tried to sell goods. Don't act like like that money was given to us from China. No, no, that's not at all how it works. And that's actual socialism. (laughs)
2: That is, yes.
1: That hurt our economy. I don't want to play the rest of this clip. Too much airplay. Are you fine? Like, is there more here? I don't, I don't know. what's next, so I don't know. Let's play I it. No Sorry. Idea. It's so upsetting.
0: China, China came into the United States that I instituted between taxes and tariffs and other things. And we gave twenty-eight billion dollars to our farmers because they didn't because they treat stopped our farmers getting to right. sell soybeans. You know I gave twenty-eight mm-hmm. billion, and we had hundreds of billions of dollars left over that went into our treasury. We never took in ten cents until I came along.
1: Ten cents. I just need to be clear: that money would have actually gone directly to farmers.
0: Yes, if they sold their goods, If yeah. they had
1: access to that. Market and then yet. he gave it to the farmers. This is that's actual socialism.
0: That's what. We never took in ten cents until I came along. Ten cents from China.
4: Well, nobody had ever asked them. I mean, that was a point that you made often. But we now have Chinese warplanes have now violated Taiwan airspace uh, over a hundred and forty-nine times. So that was the big news story. I don't need to listen to John Hannity.
2: You know what? I uh, I have a question. Yeah, I don't think Hannity is like an unintelligent person. No. No. I, do you feel sometimes when he's sitting there and he sort of tries to redirect the conversation that he must be thinking, "What the fuck am I doing right now?" Uh, I is- think he knows that. I mean, he's playing a, a, it's theater. But yeah, he he must as, on some level of his being, he is aware what's. No, happen. I think his ego's in the way. You think so? Yeah. So it's not just like Kabuki theater.
1: Mm, I I think he's delusional. Mm. I, you can be intelligent. You can be both.
4: Yeah, definitely. Japan's definitely. military installations, and they're talking about reunification. If you were president, how would you handle that threat?
0: Well, I did handle the threat for four years because it wasn't a threat, and he and I understood you couldn't do it. There, that was not.
1: There wasn't an issue until you left office with this wasp's
2: nest. <laughs> right. You poked the bear. You you threw the you know the smoking gun or whatever. Yeah, you the threw the, the
0: smoking gun.
1: Office. Alan's nailing
2: it. <laughs>
0: And we had a very tough talk, and I'm not going to reveal the talk. We had a very tough talk together at Mar-a-Lago when he was here, right at the beginning.
1: So lucky him. He brought the guy over to his beach resort. They had a really tough talk. I won't tell you all the details. Since you trust every fucking word I say without verification, just assume that, you know, he promised that, you know, he'd suck America's dick for eight years (laughs) if I got (laughs) reelected. This is, like, I, I... I forgot what it was like to live under that, and and I hate the way that I'm probably presenting myself right now. Um, mm. I, this is this is apparently what Trump derangement syndrome looks like. You said mm. apparently, fuck. <laughs> you know what? You're winning. I'm winning. You're. I have more apparently.
2: Well, I mean, we should talk about the whole the flyovers. In, in, yeah. so, so yeah,
1: that was probably the big news that we really wanted to touch on in relation to this. I think. That's actually what brought me to this whole... I wanted to find clips of him on that, and I think that's where I got all this. This whole thing came from that.
2: Yeah, so uh, China flew bombers, uh, other planes, 56 times into Taiwan's defense identification zone, What basically what would be considered their airspace, except that because they're technically part of China, you know, we call it that instead. Um, escalating regional tensions. So... I don't know if you read anything about these flyovers, but there was interesting. There was actually a, some communication between a Chinese pilot and a Taiwanese. I'm not sure if they were an air traffic controller or a, a Taiwanese pilot. Um, and the the article I read said that the, the conversation ended when the Chinese pilot insulted the Taiwanese's uh, mother, um, which what? I thought was funny. That's, that's diplomacy upside down, right? Wow. Um, anyway. It's nice to know that crosses <laughs> cultures. It's not just Italians. <laughs> Anyways, I thought that was that was amusing, but yeah, this is a significant escalation of tensions in that region, and there there is a very small space between Taiwan and and Chinese, uh the China's Chinese border. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a sliver of the South China Sea separating them. And we have done a number of war games as a country over the past few years, where we attempt to defend uh, Taiwan in the event of a, a Chinese attack, mm-hmm. and We've been losing the, our own war game. Oh, is that true? Yes, that's interesting because so I had concerning. heard that their,
1: um, like their air force and navy, while beefed up, is still not as impressive <clears throat> as warhawks in America would make you
2: afraid that it is. Did that make sense? Yeah, but they have the industrial power to, to build things very quickly, mm-hmm. and the 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 space and time uh, between you know Chinese mainland and Taiwan mm-hmm. is so small mm-hmm. uh, that. We'd have to move really fast, um, and and the second question is, how much are we willing to put on the line mm-hmm. uh, to to defend Taiwan against you know Chinese aggression? It, it's I don't know. I I I see this as very concerning. I um, I agree, and potentially I don't know. It, it, so you know we we are anti-war. I I will say I am. I know you. Are. Yeah, of course. Um, oh, I got this today.
1: I got enough already. Uh, Time to end the war on terror by Scott Horton. I got that as a birthday present, conveniently right after the war in Afghanistan ended. Nice. That
0: book doesn't mean anything anymore. uh,
1: (laughs) Luckily, there's no other wars on terror, right? I heard his debate with uh, George Uh, George.
2: uh, Bill Crystal. Bill Crystal, yeah, yeah, that was interesting. It was, Um, but yeah, man, that's that is super concerning, Um, and I I feel like potentially in the next, I mean, Xi has said. Well, everybody in charge of China has said that their their ambition is to bring Taiwan back into the fold directly. Xi has said so as well. Um, you know, but I, I mean, guess,
1: it costs I mean, them to go to war too, right? Like their it does. whole their whole flex is America spreads democracy with missiles around the world. We want to spread commerce. One belt, one road. Yeah, yeah. I don't see how them.
2: Except that you look at what they did in Hong Kong or are doing in Hong Kong and it's like, well, that's you know, it's kind of
1: bloodless in general. I mean, obviously I was aware of the riots and everything, but it's not like they,
2: you know, flew helicopters over and bombers but, and you know what I mean? Yeah. So sort of a a bloodless takeover almost of that space. So you're saying if they could do that with Taiwan, but
1: that's not what we we're imagining them doing. They're flying that's jets. That's not. Yeah. I, yeah. I just don't, I think the consequences to them doing that outweigh any benefit. Like, what does China need Taiwan for?
2: Uh, At this point, it would just be it'd be a flex. Okay.
1: Well, I I I really think that pissing off Japan, who has a defense, what what's that called, Um, alliance, whatever, with uh, agreement with 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 the U.S. US, Yeah, uh, and all it's and South Korea. I don't I don't really think that that's going to be worth it to them, Um, even if they will bowl us over and take their little island. I don't. Um, I don't. I don't know. I'm worried about it, but when I rationalize it, I can't see China doing that
2: as a rational actor. So, I mean, the question you have to ask is: Are they always rational actors?
1: I think they're pretty rational. Yeah, I think so. I think I that think
2: that's as... generally true, but that that could change. That's on a, on a knife's edge, though, right? That's it a is. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, yeah, it is. Know? yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I wouldn't yeah. want to be Taiwan right <clears> now. <throat>
2: No, no, nor would I.
1: Um, well, I mean, we also don't have to worry. There is the Taiwan agreement. <laughs>
3: Right. Biden appears to be referring to Washington's policy of only recognizing communist-controlled mainland China as China and not fully recognizing Taiwan. In contrast, the Chinese regime's view of the agreement is that other nations should not interfere in how it chooses to deal with Taiwan. The Chinese regime sent 56 warplanes near Taiwan on Monday, despite condemnation and a demand to stop issued by the United States a day earlier.
1: That's from the New Tang Dynasty. I just like saying that; <laughs> it's a real news source.
3: It's I like mean, the,
1: the re- OAN of China, right? Right,
2: right. I, <laughs> I guess so. I mean, the reality is there, there isn't a, a, a quote-unquote Taiwan agreement, and that was something the U.S. unilaterally decided to, um, in in reaction, as I said, to their to the One China policy, decided to treat these entities this way. And then China interpreted it a certain way, but there, there was no agreement.
1: Well, Biden, what they, what I didn't play was there was some like <clears throat> audio of Biden next to a helicopter. So it starts off with Biden who can't talk and it's got a helicopter next to it. So I didn't play it, but it, he was, he was saying I had an agreement with him. Uh, you know, we talked, but like nothing's on fucking paper, Joe. And call me crazy. I don't think that the leader of China thinks that you remembered what they talked about. Like, I just <laughs> don't, <you
2: know? laughs> uh perhaps that's fair
1: i noticed i didn't do any uh just asking questions
2: oh yeah we've totally forgot about no. where to put this we also did not put halftime in the show either this isn't
1: just... the main show yet
2: dude oh i know I was oh just yeah about... we didn't do any of that we still have to
1: organize oh. the main show um i think we just do it before yeah. we get out of this uh hey you know what this is kind of on the subject i don't know yeah. why this is this was important to me if you you've seen um you've seen dr strangelove right of course do you remember what the president's name in is name is in that? Man, I do not. I'm having to look it up because I forgot. Yeah. <laughs>
2: what is
3: it?
1: Okay, so the movie came out. When did the movie come out? 1964. God, I thought it was sooner. President's name is Merkin Muffley. <laughs>
2: that's a great name. Do you want to
1: break those words down? Alan, uh, what's a Merkin?
2: That's the thing that you put it's a on your cubic um, wig. Pubic, yes.
1: Yes, and so. muffly is probably referential to, you know, vagina That area, right? yeah. yeah. Uh, that's like a Peter Sellers joke, right? Definitely. Okay. That's a
0: Definitely. great movie. That's such a that's great movie. Pe-
1: yeah. He's just being silly. You know how he is when he's silly. It's like <laughs> my favorite part of that. <laughs> um, okay, speaking of silly people, one last audio, and then we're getting out of here, okay? Let's do it. An Ohio... A a guy running for senate from the state of Ohio. So he's a candidate. He's not a senator yet. Mm -hmm. Put out uh, this video on on of course on America on One America. No, this is um, American Media Periscope. This isn't even OAM. What is this network? Well, here
3: in respect to coronavirus, January sixth, and uh, all the entire BLM antifa. Uh, riots and looting I, you know, I, I think a lot of this stuff were organized operations i think a lot of it was you know funded by soros and, and moneyed liberal forces and to your point you know my, my guess is that the deep state was uh, very involved with uh, a lot of these operations as well
1: if he was more charismatic i'd actually be concerned
2: you, have you seen polling? is he killing it yeah, he's at 37%. The next closest is 13%. Jesus Christ, Iowa. Oh, no,
1: Ohio. <laughs> no, Ohio. Jesus Ohio. Christ, Ohio. It, he's Jay- got to be down like this. He's He's got to represent like Cincinnati and that that side of it, like Dayton and all those idiots. Hi. Hi, listeners. <laughs> I've uh, been Jay- to Dayton, okay? Like, I'm going to make fun of Dayton. Yeah, and Jay- I
2: think you can understand flag capital of America. J.D. Vance is second uh, with 13%. He's number one, yeah.
1: Who's J.D. Vance?
2: The name sounds really familiar. It says he's a venture capitalist, but I, I've definitely heard his name before. I feel like we're going out on a dud. Should we do one more question? Yes, let's. Alright.
1: Um Oh, guess where the Titanic Museum is?
2: Uh um, Guess. Don't say I don't know. I'm guessing. I'm guessing. Um Florida.
1: Why Florida?
2: <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, it's like by the Atlantic.
1: But it was going from
2: <laughs> I know.
1: Okay. I don't know. Well, it doesn't make sense where it is, anyways. It's in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee.
2: It's in Tennessee. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a the life landlock.
1: There's a life life size recreation of it with an iceberg, and they've got it in like a little pond where there's jets of water shooting at the front of it <laughs> to make it look like it's moving. Why? I don't know. I um, somebody uh, uh, Taylor listener Taylor sent me a link to his uh, brother or his friend is going to be doing a, a a show out in Pigeon Forge. And I was looking at it on the map, and I was like, "What's this Titanic Museum? Hold on,
2: <laughs> that's random as fuck, dude." Uh, <laughs>
1: like, not yeah, yeah. Pigeon Forge, by the way, it's like um, a vacation destination in eastern Tennessee. Like, people go there from Georgia. Like people wow. in like Georgia and the Carolinas will go there. People on like this side of Tennessee, it's too far. <laughs> got to go over the mountains to
2: get to it. I mean, you got to go uh, see the Titanic Museum. Yeah,
1: now that I know, it's Dollywood then that.
2: Right, and then it's the Noah's Ark Museum.
1: That's in Kentucky. Right. It is. (laughs) I know. Oh, God. I've been close to that. I'm like, no, I don't want to pay this guy. (laughs) All right, man. It's been fun. You have a good weekend, sir. All right, cheers. All right, see you next Tuesday.
4: (laughs) That was fun. I'm pooping right now. Is Kevin McCarthy a moron, and if so, why? I come without explanations or solutions. Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself.
3: (laughs) Read the news. Now this is podcasting.